Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you're watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife, Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson, available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it on YouTube uh, to make sure you're always getting your daily Going In Raw notifications. Of course, we're also on CastBox. Uh, we have a great partnership with them. Check them out. It's a great way to support Going In Raw. Download the CastBox app. Subscribe to Going In Raw. Leave us a comment. We're also on the Apple iOS podcast app. Leave us a rating or a review. It does help boost the exposure of the show. Of course, yeah. we're also on the Patreon where you can help uh, support us in exchange for stuff. Yeah. Goods and services. Larson, like yeah. the Friendo Care Package. Here it is. 20 bucks gets you this comic book, three stickers, a poster that's double-sided, so you have to choose which side you're going to be uh, using. And then a postcard signed by us. Yes. It's got all the OG graphic stuff on it. So anybody coming to us that's new, this isn't always, this was a kind of a newish logo. We used to have a different one. We did. That's right. Uh, I don't have the, the the old one right here. Oh, I don't have my... my Out with the old, in with the new. My Bubba yeah. drinking receptacle. That has the old on sticker on it. Hmm. Anyway. That's weird. It is weird. It is weird. Phasing it out. Oh, man, you know what? I, I got some of the prints made up from the Friendo Market. Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Friendo Market. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at that. Heck we got a bunch of stuff for sale. We got a shirt, stickers, and a postcard, some prints. Uh, check it out. FriendoMarket.com. It's our new merch store. It's great. That shirt went back up to 30 bucks. Maybe we'll do another sale at some point uh, in the near future. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, and then we're going to have some new stuff uh, August 1st. So that's uh, less than two weeks away. Wait, August 1st? Yeah. That was September 1st. Uh, that's going to be the the all-in shirt. No, I know. But August 1st, I'm doing the uh, the pin-up sticker pack thing. Oh, that's right. And then the, my comic book. I forgot we yeah. talked about that. Yeah. Anyways. Well, you're putting your comic book. I shouldn't get any money for your comic book. 
you should make sure you take your cut for the yeah, comic book out. I'll, I'll, I'll do the math on all, all that. Right. I'm not expecting to sell a whole lot of them. But well, you said know. last time, and you sold a bunch. Yeah, I know. I kind of feel like I feel like all the people that were going to buy it bought it. But there, we have new people who 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 watch our stuff now. I know. I like to keep my expectations low. I figure we sell ten shirts, and we sold like a lot Way more, more than, than that, that, like yeah. thirty times that. Exactly. So you know, keep the expectations low. Um, so. What are we talking about today? Do we have oh. any programming notes? What's going on lately? Oh, starting late tomorrow. We're going to start late tomorrow. Oh, we're going to start late tomorrow. Yeah, That's right. for our, our patrons who, oh, who check in. Oh, because you're going to kindergarten. Well, it's your, it's your first day of kindergarten. It's not my first day. He's finally going to try to get that education yeah, that he always I, lacked. I've, I've, I've gotten by on street smarts thus far. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now it's time to get a formal education. That's right. right. Oh, also, hey, listen, this is huge. What? So we're starting at noon tomorrow, noonish tomorrow. Sorry, YouTube.com forward slash Friendoville. The brand, the very first episode of Super Kicks. Yeah, Larson's new sneaker vlog. Yeah, I am Saturday. Wildly afternoon. looking forward to this. Yeah, it's on the 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 what the Safari Air Max One from Size. Yeah, the place is called Size. Size it's got a question mark at the end. This is great. I watched some of the footage. I am so proud that you have come into your own. And have put yourself out there as a solo personality like I did so many years ago when I started the channel. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm very happy about this. I'm excited about this. You know, it's all a way for me to try to get free shoes. <laughs> I know. No, that's good. It's good to have goals. The only reason I started the Star Trek podcast, well, to, to like have more quality time with Jeff, because um, I never see him. He's down in L.A. Yeah. But also, my goal with that isn't really to make money. It's to get invited to Star Trek panels. Mm -hmm. I want to be invited to Star Trek panels. I yeah. want to be a celebrity in the Star Trek fandom. There you go. That's what I want to do. And so I think that's a good way to try to do that. Yeah. So we'll see if that works. So yeah. no, whatever your goal is, it doesn't matter if it's just a, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like I used to do on the channel, I used to do comic book reviews. Yeah. Hoping that that kind of exposure would like lead some eyes over to me from various comic book publishers mm -hmm. and then they would hire me to write their crappy comic books. That never happened because I only did like a couple of the comic book reviews yeah. because nobody watched them. Yeah. But you know, it was a good goal to have. So the problem with doing the shoe reviews is I have to get the shoes and the stuff that I feel like will do well in terms of views and whatnot are high demand and generally low quantities. So mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to get them. So I got to, I don't know. I got to be a little uh, uh, creative with the programming yeah, at the no, beginning. That's good. But I have some ideas. That's good. Yeah, first episode will be up Saturday at some point. The whole point, point of Friendoville is just to give us an outlet to do things that aren't wrestling. Exactly. Pretty much. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, for example, in uh, October, September, whenever uh, NBA 2K comes out, I hope we're going to do... A face scan? We're going to make it an annual thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Anyways, moving on. Uh, let's talk about. Smack oh yeah, we're here to talk about Smackdown, Smackdown Live, Live TV. Another TV. fun show. Um, yeah. Ooh, heel. Uh, we get a heel, Randy Orton. Maybe we're gonna have to talk about that one. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, I got an literally, literally the only issue I have with the show, and is more of a structural one, is I kind of feel like they should have kicked the show off with AJ versus uh, Almas. Start the show with that. Yeah. I mean, Jeff Hardy's promo was good. Yeah. Um, but you could have yeah. easily done that after the commercial break following that match. Because I think that match would have got the crowd really hot. Yeah. Because it was really good. Yeah. And then also, then maybe half the match wouldn't have played out during a commercial break. Um, you know, here's the thing about that. I watched um, the Hulu version of SmackDown because yeah. you literally don't lose anything. Oh, man. Um, and they don't do that? And there's zero commercial breaks. 
They just they said, you know, this match continues on, and it fades down and it fades back up. Man. So you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Man. Um, obviously, you're still missing match, but they always make sure to, you know, pace the match so that literally nothing happens. Well, during the AJ almost one, there was a lot of stuff that happened during the commercial break. Oh, I mean, did they do a picture-in-picture? Picture? They did picture-in-picture. Oh, picture. You know what they should do? Like, if it's going to be on Hulu, like, you got the picture. You have the footage. Just yeah, run just the run footage. it. Yeah. Run the damn footage. Um, which is a bummer because it was... It was I don't know. There's a lot of good action going on. It's a yeah. good match. Yeah. I, I always enjoy watching matches where AJ and his opponent seems to me um, have a conversation before and, and say, you want to work, work a little snug today? You want to be a little mm-hmm. stiff? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's do it. Because it seems like AJ with his strikes has two speeds. There's yeah. normal speed. And then for people that he's cool working stiff with or they're cool working stiff, he'll stiffen up a bit. Because it seemed like last night he was working a bit stiffer. AJ was in New Japan the same time as the Lissambra was dicking around roughly him, wasn't he i mean his uh, uh that match we watched against nakamura i think was from 2013 yeah, right? yeah but aj i think aj left tna in 2013 um let's see here that does not seem like it's correct that is totally what uh Lissandra versus shinsuke Are you trying to see if they wrestle in new japan at all yeah oh i don't see that, that i don't know doesn't look like it could be wrong but it doesn't immediately come up um yeah, no, I mean, I, I honestly didn't really care about like where it was in the on the card, but um, it was a really good, it was a really good match. I, the one thing that I really liked about it is that, so obviously we knew on uh, almost wasn't going to win. I'm not sure what he's going to be doing next necessarily, but oh, so he was around there, huh? Yeah. Oh. Um, what I did notice though is that as opposed to having another match against Sin Cara or another like a Ty Dillinger, because this is against the champion. It gave a greater spotlight to Almas, and there were at least two moments, and I forget what the other one was, but there was one where he did the thing where he come, does the moonsault and then keeps on going for another where one. Where the crowd kind of gasped. Yeah, yeah, where the crowd gasped. So they know, whoa, this is a guy that I now want to pay closer attention to. Plus, they already have him fighting the champion. Mm-hmm. They have him putting on a strong effort against the champion. Mm-hmm. So that kind of elevates Almas oh, in the eyes yes. of the crowd. Yeah, it does. And hopefully the next step for him isn't a step back down to the lower mid-card. Yeah. Hopefully it's just a slight step down. Like, if they... It's kind of the upper mid-card area. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's going to be in the U.S. title scene because that seems right now it's dominated by heels. Yeah, but if if, if Jeff Hardy's going to be... Well, Jeff Hardy's going to probably take some time yeah. off. Um, if they... So Rusev wasn't really, I mean, he was a heel, but yeah. people are really into him. If they turn him face or even face-ish, that's a great first feud mm-hmm. for, for mm-hmm. Almas. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think what other names could he. There really is no I mean, Orton card. would have been a good one if he wasn't. You yeah, know, if, he, if he stayed face. Yeah, if he stayed face, perfect. yeah. Um, there really isn't any real, real true mid-card on SmackDown, though. And how great would it be if after SummerSlam we get Almas Daniel Bryan? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I kind of feel like this Daniel Bryan Miz feud's been going on for a while, though. Through most of yeah, the fall. Yeah, but it, it might do a start-stop. Do you think it's going to be full bore? Like, just them going at it? That could be. That wouldn't surprise me, either. Um, also, after SummerSlam, we might get a shake-up. So, who knows who might be coming over? True. You know? True. Um... Yeah, is there any mid-card faces on Raw that can be moved over to feud with Holmes? Uh, Bobby Roode? I think we mentioned before, yeah, uh, New Day. Mm-hmm. They could do a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, although, almost would probably have to, like, recruit somebody because their number, I mean, three-on-one is yeah. kind of uneven. Zelina Vega's great, though. Oh, yeah. She's so good. Did you watch the, oh, I think they ran it during the show. Um, WWE.com had when she rolled up to AJ. He is his promos are so. I just I keep on noticing this for some reason. 
they're so wonderfully old school. Mm-hmm. They're so old school. And because he also he's got that Southern thing going for mm-hmm. him. Like it just comes off as like something from WCCW or something, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, it's great. I don't know. He's so fantastic. I can see it's, it's funny cause it's kind of surprising and it's also not surprising why Vince seems to like him so much, why they keep that title on him for, you know, a dominant reign basically. I know. I know. Even though I don't really feature him in the main event. I know it's weird. Um, anyway, the show kicked off with Jeff Hardy promo. Um, talking about uh, his uh, match against Nakamura at Extreme Rules. Oh, that's interesting. I'm sorry, not to uh, Alex C mentioned that they actually did fight, but it was in World Tag oh. League. Almas and Naito beat AJ and uh, the Tokyo Pimp Takahashi. Oh, okay. Um, Thanks, Alex C. Thank you. Um, he called what uh, Nakamura jackass, I think. Uh, wait, who did that? Uh, Jeff Hardy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a good promo. I really like. I really like Jeff. I really Hardy, like yeah. when they're they have him use a bunch of fancy words. Yeah, me too. Well, he said moral turpitude. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, and there's like shades of brother Nero there. Yeah, yeah. Like he said, he, yeah, he said that my heart has been broken. Opened mm-hmm. his eyes with his contacts and stuff. It's great. Yeah. So we go backstage. Um, Nakamura is there getting interviewed by Renee Young after watching Hardy's promo, and he says something like he made the clown cry. Mm-hmm. Um, he's smiling though because he's champion. Yeah. And tonight he's gonna make the clown cry again. Yeah. It was good. Uh, after that, we had uh, AJ Styles versus Andrade Almas. Um, this is a really, really fun match. Yeah. I really hope that somewhere down the line, Almas is a guy who has a real feud with with AJ Styles. I think it would be fantastic. I know. I hope this is a preview of something to come in about eight months. Yeah, that'd be nice. To a year. Yeah. Um, the kind of the the, 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 the the turning point of this match, because early on, Almas had the upper hand for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then AJ hit a uh, dragon screw leg whip on Almas. Um, which, uh, you know, they sold both commentary and almost doing some damage to the knee. Um, uh, and then towards the end, um, Styles reversed the hammerlock DDT into a calf crusher mm-hmm. and almost had to tap out. Yeah. I kind of wish they'd milked that moment just a bit longer, but otherwise it was a really good match. And they did have uh, AJ kick out of double, double knee, knees the in double the corner. corner yeah, knees. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought there was a move before that. He did. He kicked out of the double moonsault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and it was right after that kick out that he, he went to the corner, and that's when he loaded up the double mm-hmm, knees. Or mm-hmm. the, yeah, the double knees. Um, so, no, it was fun. Um, it's a great showing for Almas. Yeah, it really was. Like I said, when you can spotlight a new guy that you really want big things for. And this is the first loss he's taken on SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, you can't really complain too much. It's against the champion, you know. Yeah. So, it was good for him. Uh, next up, we had uh, Aiden English backstage, and he was uh, profusely apologizing, but it was Talana, not Rusev. And he said, you know, Rusev has done so much for me. Um, and, uh, and you know, I, that moment when I guess he's talking about the turnbuckle. Thing. Yeah. He says, he, you know, he, he regrets doing it. And Lana says uh, two things. One, you should be apologizing to Rusev, not me. And then later on she says, well, maybe it's time for essentially you guys to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Separately, I guess, would be yeah. the, the, the interpretation. And Lana... <laughs> She has to have at least like two people directing her on that accent. It comes and goes. Tone the accent within a sentence. I know. It was so good. Listen to me. You're going to want to go talk to Rusev himself. But later on today, you could just, he'll be around so you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, I know. It's within the same. She'll say Rusev, but then she'll just, it'll just be, what's her name? CJ Perry? CJ Perry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. So I'm thinking she has like, been saying, tone that accent down. And then Michael Hayes is like, hey, you really want to play up that accent? Yeah, I know. Uh, but anyways, at the end, um, 
um, she said that she would take uh, Aiden English's uh, apologies, um, his contrition under advisement mm-hmm. or something like that, and take that to Rusev. Man, Aiden English, he's, he, look, man, try to help you. That didn't work. What are you going to do? Yeah. All right? Yeah. I'll go sing for somebody else. Yeah. Almas, I'll learn Spanish. I'll <laughs> sing some cool Spanish song for Almas, okay? Elidolo. Elidolo. Uh, next, Becky Lynch versus Mandy Rose. <laughs> Almas um, is coming to town. He'll flip you upside down. <laughs> Elidolo day. He'll take double knees, get hit with a hammerlock DDT. <laughs> You'll be counted out. One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Mandy Rose. Uh, pretty quick match. Tony DeVille tried to help Mandy to no avail. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch uh, got the disarmor on Mandy. She tapped out. Oh, man, that promo afterwards. Fantastic. Oh, God. I, Becky is my freaking favorite right now, man. She She's wants a so piece good. of Carmella. She wants a title shot. After she said, I've been patient. I've been biding my time, but I've been racking up victory, victory after, after victory, victory after victory after victory. victory. <laughs> she channeled some EC3 there. <laughs> Some camera cuts. Uh, next up, we had Paige backstage. She was watching Becky Lynch's promo, and uh, off camera was somebody lurking because Paige was talking to somebody off camera lurking. She said, look at that. That was amazing. That was great. And then uh, Carmella was like, yeah, whatever. It was crap. And Paige said, well, it wasn't crap because you're going to fight Becky Lynch next week here on SmackDown. Yeah. And Carmella's like, I'm not putting my title on the line. And Paige said, no, I, I know that. But if you lose next week, you're, you're putting on the line at SummerSlam against Becky Lynch. It looks like so we're getting Carmella getting, yeah. Becky. So Asuka's out of the title picture now? That's just it. That's, that's it. I guess so, right? She wasn't on TV this week. Is it possible we'll get like a pre-show triple threat with like Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Asuka? That feels like a very inconsequential match if it's a triple threat. It, it, it buckles my no mind. No Charlotte this week, no Oscar this week. Yeah, Charlotte's still recuperating. I think. I think she, I read somewhere she's about three oh, weeks out. Okay. From what? She had to have her uh, implants replaced. Oh, oh, that was okay. That takes Because they both ruptured. Oh, oh, God. I know. They both did? Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Is that the thing that happened a while ago, or is this recent? No, that's the thing that happened a while ago, apparently, that she kept wrestling. And I guess now they just had a break in creative for her, so she had it done. Oh, my gosh. I know. Uh, next, Ty Dillinger, who's, who uh, had a, a, a minor adjustment of his hair, and it looks better. It's not as long on top. Yeah, I know you're not. A, I know you're not a fan of the stuff on the side. Here's the thing: I don't know. I I don't know what you can do with Ty Dillinger to make him not look like a jobber. His new shirt looked good, though. It had teal on it. I like that. Yeah. It's plain, James. It's simple. He's, he's so he just looks like a jobber. Just make him in a comedy tag team with R-Truth. Just do that. Speaking so, of him. Yeah, R-Truth is in there, and he's talking. And Ty's like, I don't want, you know, like a pep talk. i got to fight Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the gag at the end is, is R-Truth turns his head, and he wasn't talking to Ty. He had a Bluetooth headset in who was trying to talk to his mother, I think. I love that R-Truth is one of those old dudes who has a Bluetooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he what did he say? He said, I said... Crap, what did he say? He said he didn't mean to say uh, face Samoa Joe. I meant to say blah, blah, blah. I forget what it was. It was some other joke. Um, you know, warning him not to face Samoa Joe with oh, yeah. good reason. Yeah, Apparently, because that was next. Yeah, that was so title under Samoa Joe. 
When did Samoa Joe do that thing to Ty Dillinger to, to, for this to I be the I don't know. I don't remember seeing that. <laughs> All it said was WWE.com. I know. So maybe that was after the show, before the show, during commercial break. Is that a, like a dark match thing? Maybe it was a dark match? Because I saw that and I was like, hold on. <laughs> right. I watched SmackDown last week. Yeah. I don't remember that ever happening. I was like, did Larson not put that in his notes and did I not pay attention? Did I go get a snack during that? Maybe. But then it clearly said WWE.com in big letters. Yeah, so yeah. Something it wasn't only obviously like something that was... The website. Yeah, I don't know. You know. So, so yeah, know. it wasn't anything that, that made the they don't, SmackDown doesn't have its own main event. No. Main event's like strictly a Raw slash 205 Live thing. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't think, know. Which is weird in itself. Why doesn't this, the superstars of SmackDown... Alex Foster said it was before last week's episode. Oh, okay. Thank you, Alex Foster. Thank you, Alex Foster. Full style. Anyways, this wasn't much of a match. Uh, well, you know what? Well, Ty came out with some came out some strong. energy, some fire. Uh, got in Joe's face. Got a couple of shots in. Then he tapped out. Ooh, his his sell of the coquina clutch was pretty good. He looked terrified. Yeah, he looked like he was about to pass out. <laughs> he looked like he was out of his league. <laughs> well, why did I do this? It's a bad idea. <laughs> I should be tagging with our truth against what's another comedy act on SmackDown. Well, fashion police aren't there anymore. Yeah, SmackDown's Nor loaded the with know. their tag team. I mean, the V-Bar hasn't even been on TV in weeks. And we haven't, like, the, you got the Usos, Bludgeon Brothers. Sanity. Sanity. I mean, New Day. Team Hell No-ish, but I don't think that's going to be a thing. Anymore. Well, if Kane's got you know, serious yeah, Sanity, injuries, New Day. Yeah, man, they're tagged. Like, Raw is just land of the comedy acts, huh? Well, he had Breezango, and now he's got Tyler Breeze. Ascension. Uh, B team, they're a comedy act. B team is definitely a comedy act. I mean, pff, the leaders of the world are kind of a comedy. I mean, act, Slater and Rhino are still there. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, land of comedy acts. Uh, anyways, next, the Miz um, had a funeral for Team Hell No. Yeah, he delivered the eulogy. How how much did you love when they were coming out? And he was shaking hands. And he was shaking. That was hands. great. That was awesome. That, that was, was a nice really touch. Good. And the fans were so into it. Um. So yeah, he just says essentially. One of the, the greatest tag teams ever is no more because I told you so. Kane was a broken down demon. Yeah. Uh, essentially called Daniel Bryan a fraud. Yeah. Says he can't hang. Um, uh, gosh, what else did he say? Oh, he said moment of silence. He put his hand up, which, of course, when his hand goes up. You shut up. Yeah. And they weren't being quiet. So he said, oh, I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. And then the yes chance started. He says, no, you're right. Maybe the yes chance would have been more appropriate. Yeah. And then he said, and then he just did a big old, I told you so. He said, I told you so. Um, and then Daniel Bryan attacked. From behind, yeah. Because obviously he was you know, feeling disrespected. So uh, he Miz made an escape. And so the pallbearers, a.k.a. local enhancement talent. Yeah, one of them made a German <clears> suplex. <throat> the out of mayhems of the local scene. Of uh, northern Pennsylvania. I think mm-hmm. that's where they were at. Yeah, one of them, yeah, one of them made a freaking nasty German suplex. And a knee plus. <laughs> yeah. So we're definitely getting this heading into SummerSlam. Um, we'll see if Daniel Bryan' uh, assessment that uh, WWE wouldn't be able to handle the creative for it well is accurate, and see if this feud. I mean, really, this feud should just be this. Harken, there's so much to mine here. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, they could have even not even touched. I hope this whole this part, this thing about Team Hell No, is just a starting point. Oh yeah. To kind of say, okay, for the fans, this is over for now. Uh huh. Um, and then just go on to their extensive history together. Yeah. Daniel Bryan and the Miz to tell the story of this feud because 
They're both top-notch talkers. I know. And if they're going to make Team Hell know the focus of it, that's such a minor, a oh, small... Oh, I, I think... No, I think you're right. I think this eulogy was the final word yeah. on that. That has to be the case. Yeah. I hope so. Because it's not like The Miz. The Miz didn't prevent Team Hell No from getting those tag titles. So I kind of I kind of prefer that because of this. So it's good. Uh, next up, we had uh, The New Day backstage. What did it started? Big E said some really terrible pun and started cracking up in like the worst possible, like the most overwrought way. I forget, <laughs> but they were talking about sanity because they were about Kofi was going to have a singles mm-hmm. match with mm-hmm. Eric Young, yeah. Eric Young, which happened next. Uh, Kofi Kingston versus Eric Young. This is fun. It was like an overbook thing because the New Day insanity mm-hmm. were all kind of going ringside, at it. but also like the, the action in this match, especially beginning. There was a lot of reversals and counters mm-hmm. between yeah. Eric Young and Kofi Kingston. It was really good stuff. I like that. Uh, I think Byron brought up too that uh, Eric Young had tried out twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, and said well, maybe it was that failure that still carrying that resentment. Yeah, and I'm like, well, he had a whole time in TNA. I think he was kind of normal-ish then. Yeah, but yeah, good try. Um, let's see here. Oh, you have this bit where Kofi jumped over the ref and took out Santa. Oh, that was great. Yeah, it was cool. He kind of did his trust fall, mm-hmm. but jumped over the referee to do it. Yeah. Um, Kofi eventually hit SOS, but Eric Young kicked out. Um, then there was kind of a bit of a brawl on the outside between the other members of New Day and other members of Sanity, um, during which Kofi runs to the, the ropes. Uh, Killian Dane picks up Xavier Woods and throws him mm-hmm. into the ropes. He collides with Kofi. Uh, Eric Young takes advantage, hits his wheelbarrow, neckbreaker, picks up the win. Another quality win for Sanity. Yeah. That's cool. I wonder if they're going to – I don't know if it's just going to be New Day. I think SummerSlam is going to have to be – I mean, it's going to be long. Yeah. But, man. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of matches with more than one Yeah, I know. I know. Like, I can see the Usos sorry. getting involved in this or, like, a – Four way for the titles with Bludgeon Brothers and Usos, maybe. Yeah, yeah I know. I think Thebar's going to have to do something. You think so? They haven't been on TV in forever. No, they haven't been. Uh, next, we had a couple of quick shots to set up the main event. One was uh, Nakamura kind of behind his U.S. title staring at it. Yeah. And the other one was Jeff Hardy with his eyes closed. Yep. Just staring at camera. But then, his eyes look open when he does that. I know. He's got the eye makeup on I know. his eyes. Uh, but then our main event Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the U.S. title. Um, a fun match that saw uh, Nakamura retain, um, but not before uh, Jeff Hardy uh, reversed to Kinshasa into a twist of fate. Um, Hardy hits a swanton, goes for the pin. Randall Orton comes out of nowhere, pulls him off, mm-hmm. and then repeatedly slammed Jeff Hardy's head into the ring steps, beat yeah. him up some more, threw him into the other ring steps, and then took his finger and hooked it through his earlobe where his gauge was yeah. and started pulling on oh, it and yanking on oh, it repeatedly. Oh. And then he hits a draping DDT off the announce table. But in between all that, at one point, he starts yelling towards the ramp, where's Nakamura? Yeah. What did he say? What did he, he leaned down and he whispered. I couldn't make out what he was saying. Me neither. He said, do you want to know why? Yeah, and then he said, yeah. I'm sure, I, and I'm pretty sure it was audible. I just, I was in the kitchen, so I was like, oh, I'm sure Larson will hear what he said. No, I had to listen, you know, when we watch it, when I watch stuff at night, I had to listen, I listen to it on lower volume. Oh, really yeah. Hear the particulars. Maybe someone in chat will tell us what, what <laughs> they heard. He said, hey, I got to tell you something. Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got to tell you. Oh, you Michael, know, Michael Carlson said the, the uh, Big E's pun was sanity, sanity, more like unsanitary. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. Thank you. Thank now you. if you can tell us what Randy Orton yeah. said. 
So, but do you know why? Did you go to catering? Oh my god, it's off the hook. Oh man, that, they, that prime rib today. Oh my gosh, this perfect medium rare. I had five sloppy joes. I've got so many farts right now. <laughs> He's um, loading, loading up on sloppy joes. So let me get this right. Okay, Orton burns uh, somebody's house down. Face move. Oh, Alex Foster says, "You know why I'm doing this? You want to know why? You're gonna have to wait to find out." Oh, okay. It's a cliffhanger. Got you. All right. Okay. So obviously, this is not Randy Orton is no longer a face. I thought that was the case when he burnt down Bray Wyatt's house, though, too. Well, yeah, but Bray Wyatt was an evil guy. Yeah, he was. He was an evil guy. Well, he didn't. But before that, he was just a manipulative kind of, uh, uh, I guess you could say, cult leader type guy, which isn't necessarily isn't good. I agree with that. It wasn't until afterwards he said he was imbued with the powers of Satan. At that point, I'd say, yes, absolutely okay. evil. Well, yeah, but he always he always fights faces. Yeah, no, he's a heel. I get that. But then burning down someone's house isn't... I don't really consider that a face move, regardless of how okay. evil that person is. Neither of us do. Yeah, it was very However, confusing. I think they were going for moral ambiguity, but it didn't work. That was less... Con- no, no, they weren't going... No, the WWE doesn't go for... <laughs> Sergio C said he probably stretched his ears so we could hear him better. He said, listen, listen, I'm the captain now. Yes, Alex, yeah, no, doing something this visceral is a heel move. I agree. Yeah, that's that's my thing. Number one, WWE never goes for ambiguity. They actually felt that him burning down a house was a face move. And But, yeah, because Bray Wyatt was sort of the bad guy here. He brainwashed, if you will, or tried to brainwash Randy. No, I know, Randy I know, I know, okay. I know. Okay. I know. Okay. I know. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm under zero illusions that- Okay. Bray right. wasn't the heel in this instance. I'm just saying, historically and legally speaking, if you commit arson, you are not a good guy. I am 100% with you. I am 100% with you. However, I understand the universe we're dealing with. Randy Orton sticking his finger through the earlobe hole of one of the most beloved faces in the company right now, yeah. Jeff Hardy, yeah. is definitely it's intended to be a heel move yes i understand that now we can play a little game called this should happen but what will probably happen that what should happen is randy orton is here to try to out heel nakamura nakamura goes over and out heels one of the best heels that we've had in the modern era randy orton thus setting Nakamura up to be an even stronger heel mm-hmm. post SummerSlam, mm-hmm. maybe to make a refreshed uh, run after the main title. Mm-hmm. What's probably going to happen is by the end of this, Randy Orton will stand tall with the U.S. title as it's some boring face champion. I would Randy never Orton. bet against that. However, that really shouldn't be the case here. They should have Nakamura go over and out heel the master heel, mm-hmm. Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing also, though. Randy Orton seems totally fine to do the honors, to do oh, the yeah. job. Yeah, yeah, he's a professional. If, uh, Especially, though, if he's given something interesting to work with. And that, I feel, as a scenario, is pretty interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, who can out-heal the other, yes. Right. But that then would again, be ideal. the Bray-Randy thing was fairly interesting until they until it wasn't. Yeah, it when well, when there was when it was kind of in a moral gray area mm-hmm. um, between the two, you knew there was some tension between all the members of the Wyatt family. However, yeah. 
Well, I mean, I think I think what really introduced it was it was Randy's eye lasers. Well, no, but it's like you know, Randy is a relatively beloved member of the WWE universe. Sure, yeah, he's got the, he gets the legacy pop still to this day. That might change after what happened this week. So you have Randy Orton, who's with the Wyatt family, and the Wyatts are are are, are, are characters that people want to like because they're interesting. Yeah, um, that's why I, I was hesitant to say that at that point Bray was full on evil. Because, yeah, you know, people like that he had the title. That's yeah, sure. yeah, they like the title. They 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 like his character work. Yeah, sure. Um, going back to that time when when uh, Triple H the championship Bray, that was neat. You know, rubbed his hand on it. People you know. pop for that because they oh, wanted yeah. to see that match. They want to see Bray win the title. People want to like Bray. Yeah. Um. So there, you know, I, I understand that Bray and by uh, by extension, oh, that's great. I know. Um, Randy was supposed to be the heel in that situation or the heels in that situation. However, the crowd likes Bray's work. Orton still gets the legacy pop. At that point, I can't think of anything outwardly vicious he had done to anybody. Yeah. So they were supposed to be heels, but they weren't like super heels. Yeah. Until the point where Randy, I guess, turned face by burning down Bray's house, and then Bray turned full on heel by saying he had satanic powers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It on took that. that I'm with you on the, the, yeah. the, the 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 full heel face dynamic to to take shape. Yeah. Randy's Randy's legacy pop sort of trumps a lot of other aspects of things and yeah. his legacy pop trumped people being well okay, here's the thing it didn't for me it didn't and I know for you it didn't but for some reason the live crowd freaking pops like huge for Randy Orton for that legacy pop it'll be interesting to see because I've always maintained that like yeah I've said this whenever we bring up because we would really like to see Dean Ambrose go heel I kind of feel like Dean Ambrose somehow took the fast track to Randy Orton legacy pop I know he's the kind of guy that I don't think people really would accept as a heel. Well, I think if truly, and, and we'll I've, see about that about Randy. It's going to be a big I've, test. I said that they could turn Dean heel, but he'd have to do something vicious. If he came out and did something like this to a beloved face, yeah, yeah, people would buy into it. Yeah, it. We, we will see next week. Yeah, people already have a Pavlovian response to wanting to hear. To cheer. I hear voices in my head. Yeah, no, people want I mean, to cheer. Hey, yeah. that's a good way to. That, that's actually a really good way to just change his theme song. No. Have them stop doing the RKO. Yeah. Have them bring back the punt. Yeah. Stop doing the RKO. People will boom. And that theme music. Yeah. That's got such a Pavlovian thing going for it, you know? It's like the vaudevillains, like, you hear it and immediately you fall asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's also just the, the way the music was. Yeah. It started out with, like, a drone. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, yeah, and that uh, draping DDT off the announce table, man, Hardy mm-hmm. sold the crap out of that. Mm-hmm. He almost biked himself. It was great. So anyways, that was good stuff, man. Anyways, let's answer some questions. Yeah, let's answer some questions. All in all, a fun episode of SmackDown Live TV. Alex Foster, how do you guys see going in Raw when you're both 100? Man, I'm not making it to 100. Oh, I will. I'll just be here by myself. Mr. Sinister, like, look at my new shirt, and it's just like the worst. Like, it looks like a, you know. At that point, you're gonna get like all, like polos or button ups. <laughs> it's gonna be like like Tommy Bahama type stuff. It's gonna be all like you know, okay, what's that cartoon font? What's the uh, Comic Sans? Oh, Comic Sans. It's yeah. It's gonna be like you know, like when old people try to design stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Sinister, Survivor Series time. So it's Team Steve versus Team Larson. You guys have to pick one superstar from each brand and one from New Japan to compete team the, five on five. The twenty dollar Patreon tier is not gonna be a friend no care package. It'll be like a five dollar birthday check for me. There you go. 
That's what old people do. So we got pick our Survivor Series team, one from each brand, and then one from New Japan. So one from Raw, one from SmackDown, one from 205 Live, and I one from XT. You. I love you question asking patrons, but good. every episode we have to choose a Survivor Series team. Well, I like doing drafts. It's fun. Okay, what do we have to so do? So first, uh, we'll draft one member of the Raw roster. You can go first. Hmm. Drew McIntyre. Ooh, good pick. I know it is. He's the best. Braun Strowman. Okay, good pick. Um, SmackDown. I'll go first. Okay. AJ Styles. Nakamura. Okay, good, good. Uh, 205 Live, you get to go. <laughs> okay. Oh, Leo Rush. Yeah. Give me Leo Rush. Mustafa Ali. No, I'm the buddy. man of the hour. Buddy Murphy. Oh, I'm a. Oh, he's good. I yeah. like him too. A 23 yeah. year old piece NXT, of gold. NXT, I go first. It's got to be Alistair Black. He's a champ. Oh, why are you going to take my guy? All right, fine. Uh, what are we on? NXT? Yeah. All right. I'm going to take um, Shayna Baszler. All right. Uh, one from New Japan. You get to pick your New Japan athlete first. Oh, pff. Vacation Okada. Oh. Jay Chillin. Over Kenny Omega, who will be my pick. My team wins. That's oh, an awesome man. team I got. Oh, you're, you're insane. I got Drew McIntyre and Vacation Okada. You're I got crazy. Braun, AJ, and oh, Kenny Omega. I have Shayna Baszler. She can choke out all those fools. <laughs> you wouldn't take Vacation Okada? You're crazy. Well, you had first pick. I had no chance to take Vacation Okada. Liam Wagner, the young lion. Fun fact, Randy Orton sniffed his finger after putting it in Jeff's ear. <laughs> That's gross. That is gross. Nemo, uh, power rank the current title rankings. Power rank the current title rankings? So like universal title is viewed as top title. Hold on a second, though. Wait. Power rank the current title rankings. Are there... T- what does that mean exactly? Like, how does WWE view their titles? Universal titles, top. Oh, okay. Then Intercontinental okay. title. Then WWE title. Then U.S. title. For the men, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, but to be honest with you, WWE and title and U.S. title seem to be on par with each other these kind days. Of. Like, what main event last night, the U.S. title match? Yeah. And granted, there wasn't a WWE title match, but... No. Um, yeah. Well, actually, hold on a second. No. I think it goes... I actually think it goes universal... Intercontinental, Raw Women's, WWE, Raw SmackDown. No, US, then Raw, then sorry, SmackDown. You said Raw SmackDown. I know, title. SmackDown Women's title. Well, I had WWE, US. SmackDown Women's title? No, Raw Women's title. Oh, I already said that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, Raw, uh, SmackDown Women's, and then. Like the tag Smackdown team? Smackdown tag team and then Raw tag team. Who's got the Raw tag team title? BT. Oh, yeah, those are kind of a wash. Those are kind of like the same, same. But the Smackdown tag division is better. It is, yes. I agree with that. Uh, CM Punk finds it inadmissible in court. Is Randy Orton's heel turn a result of finding out Adam Mayhem is disgracing the H title? There's um, no disgracing. Yeah, man. He's, a, so. he's a great H champion. He's sullying it. Uh, Mo Clo, Master of the Low Blow. During your Extreme Rules review, did you say Randy Orton's attack was still a face move because you both knew if you say it, it won't happen? 
Wait a second. Yeah, what was that in reference to? What did we say? Oh, I just he kicked uh, Jeff Hardy in the nether regions in the in the front area. Oh yeah. And I I think we discussed whether we thought that was heel or face, and I just chalked it up to mind games with Nakamura. Yeah. Not necessarily. I didn't know. It was too soon to tell. So I but then did we do the thing where we say, no, it's totally a face move because... I don't remember, I remember saying that. Or we said, oh, it'll totally be a heel move because... Yeah, we. I think we, we did the that? thing that oh, could be. we don't want to happen, we said. Could be. So good for us. Uh, don't call me Lawler. Remember? But then hold on a second. He says, how do you guys feel about uh, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy? Uh, I don't think that's going to be the thing. I mm, think this mm. might have been partially to, to write jeff hardy off tv for a while i've got an ear injury i've got an earlobe injury can't wrestle now don't call me lawler remember the bar who i don't know who that is who what's the bar? i've been to a bar i love going to bars uh tim morris aj samoa joe eric young bob rude and ec3 form a stable of former tna wrestlers who do you guys pick to take them on at survivor series Former Ring of Honor wrestlers, Rollins, Owens, uh, Sami Zayn, right? Yeah, was he in Ring of Honor? yeah, he was El Generico in, in okay. uh, Ring of Honor. Um, Roderick Strong, Ooh. Adam Cole, baby. Mm-hmm. Tommy, well, hold on a second. What? Can you just do like the Undisputed Era? Oh wait, you gotta have Daniel Bryan in there too. He's a former Ring of Honor champion. Oh, it's gotta be the Undisputed Era. Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens. Or you can't let leave out Seth Rollins either. That's what. How about oh, this? Man. Daniel Bryan was Seth Rollins Ring of Honor champion. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Adam Cole. There's four Ring of Honor champions right there. Did you put Roderick Strong in there? Can yeah. Roderick Strong. He was Mr. Yeah. Ring of Honor. Oh man. That's a great team. I might go with the Ring of Honor team. Oh yeah. Tommy T. Hey friendo. So in this scenario, you have to forcibly try to arrest one of the following: an erupting volcano. And legitimately angry Brock Lesnar or a legitimately angry Minoru Suzuki, which one do you try to arrest? To arrest Suzuki. One. Suzuki. I mean, first, you can't arrest a volcano. Well, that, no. I mean, like, if this is real, if this is a shoot, I feel like Suzuki, look, I don't make any claims to be able to take on it. If I'm arresting somebody, I probably have a taser. I don't think a taser or even like a gun would stop Brock Lesnar. Suzuki's kind of old, and I feel like he's big into like recycling. That's a weakness. I think you know, I could tase him. All right, that shows he's a real human. Yeah, I don't think Brock is real. I think he's more like bear than human. Okay, so I don't think I could take him out. All right, Suzuki, I might have a chance with a taser. Well, you maybe a chance enough to subdue him to a point where you can arrest him. I mean, theoretically, you could toss a bag of organic waste into a lava, into a volcano, and it'll like... It'll kind of explode. Right. But you can't arrest a volcano. That's my point. So you can't really consider that as an answer. You can't put handcuffs in yeah. a volcano and put them I back of a police I just wanted to mention car. that if you throw poop into a volcano, yeah, it no, explodes. We, we watched videos of that. It's the best thing. Yeah. That should be... That should. Can we just do... Can we make that a Friendoville video? Us reacting to a lava video? All right. I feel like it'll do really well. I feel like it'd be a more impressive feat if you managed to arrest Brock Lesnar. Well, yeah, but I don't think you'll be able to. The, the, the question is not some more impressive feat. What's more likely? What could you possibly do? Well, I couldn't do any of it. Dylan the Villain Scribner, if you guys were booking the SmackDown brand to feel like the A-Show, who would you have as each champion and who would they be feuding with? SmackDown and NXT rosters only. Thanks, friendos. I still have AJ as my champion. Or Nakamura. 
Okay, so we're rebooking SmackDown to be the A show? Yeah, just how would we... You don't have to initially rebook it. Just how would we format it? And if we want to change champions, we can't. I think one of the problems with SmackDown is the WWE title doesn't feel that important. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I would have every... Here's the thing. Everybody should be trying to go after that top prize. Mm Mm-hmm. Like even okay, so even on Raw, you had six guys come out and lay their claim to Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar's mm-hmm. title. So you should have the same thing going on WWE. Exactly. So they did say on SmackDown last night that next week Paige would announce AJ's uh, yeah. challenger for SummerSlam, That's which good. it shouldn't be that cut and dry. There should be people vying for that spot. Yeah, sure. So we'll see how that plays out. Like, she just gonna come out and say, "Well, I decide it's gonna be Samoa Joe." Mm. Does anybody come out to to? To question her decision to you put gonna, their... You're going to step to Samoa Joe now? I'm not going to step to Samoa Joe. Well, That's scary. It is, but you know, if if if, if I was a professional athlete um, and I thought I was at least on caliber with Joe, if not better, then yeah, I'd step up. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. That's kind of the strength of SmackDown's writing right now. Daniel Bryan doesn't care because he only cares about The Miz and vice versa. Shinsuke Nakamura just got a title, so what does he care and he's got Randy Orton to deal with. Yeah, I know. It's going to be Joe. Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So, like, I'm just saying, like, you know, Raw, none of their guys are really doing anything. So, well, it kind of makes sense for six. It's because their top champion's never there. Yeah. So, you have six guys who are just sort of... But even amongst themselves, they don't. Like, Braun just, you know, killed Kevin Owens. So, that's done with. And there was never really an impetus was, for that feud anyway. There was no doubt that, that what the outcome was going to be either. Seth Rollins just got screwed. So, he should have a problem with Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, but he kind of doesn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who else came out? Roman is always just incessantly whining about stuff. Yeah. Bobby Lashley has a good claim Yeah. Um, for the Universal title. But like on SmackDown, everybody's involved in stuff, so it kind of makes sense that there's nobody really in line. Even though, yeah, I mean, they logically they should be. Yeah, it's Joe or... I mean, it's Joe. It's Joe. Yeah, it's got to be Joe. He just dismantled Ty Dillinger. Oh, man. Wasn't even a fight. No, it wasn't. Um, the glorious broken sound wave. Hello, Stephen Larson. The match between AJ and Andrade was great, but the commercial break with a small screen, yay or nay... He's going to go with a heavy nay. That match could have main evented any pay-per-view. Yeah, that's a hard nay for me. I don't like the picture-in-picture commercial break business, especially during matches I really want to see. You would... So let me... So power rank, ways to approach that. Is no picture-in-picture and simply all commercial above picture... Is all commercial above picture-in-picture? No, ideally no commercial. Right, that's number one. That's obvious. We yes. know that. Then okay. I guess it, I guess if the compromise is picture in picture, so be it. I still don't like it, but I'd rather have that than a full commercial break because at least I'm getting an idea of what the what is going on in sure. the match. Yeah, I know it's never going to happen. But I wish they would switch the windows of the commercial play on the small window. That'd the be cool. Play in a larger one, but That'd that's never cool. going to happen. Make it a split, true split screen. Yeah, equal size. Yeah, like a uh, what was that dude's name? Brian De Palma. Mm-hmm. No, oh, that was a split diopter. You're thinking of. He did a lot of split screen stuff though. Well, not a lot, but there was a couple movies where he did that. Mm. I'm trying to think. What did that Nick Cage movie about the heist? There was a lot of split screen stuff in that. I don't remember. But I don't think I ever saw that one. Yeah, you did. You were with me in the theaters. What was it called? Oh, it was ages ago. A Nick Cage, DePaul movie about a heist. Snake Eyes. Oh, I don't remember that. It was 1998. I don't expect it to. But the one that was supposed to be like a super long take to start the movie? Yes. Okay. 
Do you remember seeing it in the theater now? No. <laughs> I, I know that. Jeff was there. I know that. But yeah, I think he did. Didn't he do split screen in the... I know he did split diopter, but didn't he do split screen in that Travolta movie? Blowout? Oh, maybe. I think he did split screen in that. I could be wrong about that, though. I don't want a YouTube ad. I want to watch a trailer for Snake Eyes. This is a casino heist thing, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I saw it. I don't remember dick about it, though. I just I remember one funny part about it. Uh, Dan Eisenberg. So with uh, Randy going all whatever he's doing to Jeff Hardy and uh, Nakamura's U.S. champ and the very ambiguous graphic that they use to promote Paige's decision next week as far as who's going to face AJ, um, what do you say the odds of Cena returning to Challenge Styles for the WWE title at SummerSlam to get 17? Uh, I'd be surprised. Didn't use split screen enough in movies anymore. Anyways, uh, what's that? Cena versus Styles at SummerSlam. Ooh. Yeah, what's Cena going to do at SummerSlam? He might not even be there. No. He, he might have a match against Undertaker. Might be Undertaker. We're like six weeks out. Six weeks out. Where the hell is John Cena? Five weeks out. Yeah, kind of. Five weeks out. Where's John Cena? He's got movies to promote and shoot, man. Well, He's not a wrestler promote? anymore. Sure. When's Bumblebee coming out? December. Yeah. Does he have anything before then? Uh, well, that's an interesting question huh. uh, Mondo Volgare since the reaction was largely negative when Goldberg and Rock won world titles during brief return runs is there any retired slash semi-retired wrestler who could return for a short part-time run that you think most people would be okay with winning a world title let's make it harder by excluding CM Punk uh, it's gotta be Batista right Shawn Michaels Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be something else. Wouldn't that be great if AJ came out and challenged Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels won the title and dropped it like, I don't know, next pay-per-view. Um, at this point, I'd say maybe Batista. Would I be. would think at this point Batista would have to be, right? People yeah. love Drax. Yeah. Like, he's the, I don't know where Infinity War stands right now in terms of, like, box office, you know, forever. But he stole every scene he was in. That's what he did in the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. movies, too, man. Maybe if he came out as Drax. Could be. All that makeup on. Drax the Destroyer wins WWE Championship from AJ Styles. I'd watch that shit. My wife would. She's like a massive mark for Marvel now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Then he takes on Kurg. <laughs> oh, the hammer pulled you off. <laughs> I gotta watch that. You really should. All you really need to watch is like the middle hour when they're on whatever Jeff Goldblum's plan. Oh, is. Patrick Oliva says Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd be cool with that. I'd be fine with that. People would be fine with that. Elias Gould. After watching what happened after the main event, I felt uncomfortable. Ooh. But really glad WWE went that route because it reminded me of how wrestling should be. My question is what uncomfortable moments you saw that made you say that's what makes wrestling great? I'm not sure it made me uncomfortable. It, it, it was something a bit different when Samoa Joe walked down Paul Heyman oh, in the that corner. Was great. That was amazing. And it was so simple. It was so simple. So effective. Gosh, that was good. It really was. That was so good. Still one of my favorite things that's happened on uh, television this year. I can't, dude. If it's Joe, AJ. Or last year, sorry. That, those five weeks should be amazing. Oh, I hope they so. They really should be. Just give him, like, uh, do, remember we watched that CM Punk John Cena contract signing? Yeah. Like a half hour long. Yeah. And it was utterly captivating the yeah. whole time. Man, do stuff like that with those yeah. guys. 
I know. Uh, Chuck Sips, who do you see taking the belts off the Bludgeon Brothers? Seems their reign is more of the titles making them relevant. That I don't know. If I had to say, I think it'd be Thebar. Mm. Like they come back. You know how like when people return from a long absence, they're kind of faces. Yeah. If you turn Thebar face against Bludgeon Brothers, I think that could be wildly entertaining. Mm -hmm. That could be very Mm -hmm. entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Let's see here. There was another question here I liked. Uh, Foxy the Foxy Fox. Was it my imagination or was Nakamura still made to look weak in his match with Jeff Hardy? He would have lost if not for Randy Orton's interference. Or is it okay because Jeff is a wrestling legend? That is your answer. Jeff is supposed to be, he's booked as a really strong face. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, okay, we'll finish on this before we get to our trivia. All right. Six-sided sexagon says, I'm actually very curious. How did the whole pre-come yay or nay thing start? You just asked me one show. What, ages ago, I literally just... As a joke, I thought it was funny in my weird head. I threw it out there just to see what Larson would say. Because when I throw weird shit out there, I enjoy seeing his response. Either he cracks because it's funny, or he's weirded out by it, or it's a great combination of both. I just said it. I kind of regret it. But kind of not, because it kind of rallied a lot of our community around the question. It did. But it's over now. Yeah. It's done with. It's done with. You know what isn't done with? Wrestling trivia. No, it's not. Are you ready? I'm going to go first. You're going to do very well with this card. Uh, who has granted the most wishes in the history of Make-A-Wish Foundation? John Cena. Yep. WCW's annual Halloween pay-per-view was known as what? Halloween Havoc. Wrong. Bash of the Beach. Which signal is often flashed when a wrestler appears to suffer a legitimate injury? The X. Yeah. Uh, in 1982, Jerry Lawler contested a famous feud opposite which comedian? Andy Kaufman. Boy, this is a, what is this? Freaking elementary school one. Um, how many Hell in a Cell matches did Mick Foley participate in during his career? Two. Three. Ah! One against Triple H, one Undertaker. What's the other one? Don't remember. Hmm. Who was the first person inducted in WWE's Hall of Fame? Andre the Giant. Very good. Uh, who returned to interview Daniel Bryan backstage on the 1,000th edition of Monday Night Raw? Mean Gene? Sean Mooney, it says here. Ha! That's funny. Uh, which move of Shinsuke Nakamura took its name from a chant during Muhammad Ali's? Uh, Bumaye. Very good. Um, who won WWE's premier Tough Enough competition? Who won the first season of Tough Enough? Maven. Yep. Uh, what do the initials of the Mexican wrestling promotion Triple A stand Ooh. for? Oh, you're not gonna get this, dude. Not if you get this, you win. I'll I'll just give you trivia for the month. I don't know. Asistencia, asesoria y administración. Oh wow! <coughs> I don't even know those first. Assistencia sounds like assistance, but I'm not sure how else that could be interpreted. Also, sorry, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Uh, Kurt Hennig, Rick Rude, and Barry Darso all attended high school together in which city? Oh, uh, Minneapolis. Well, it's Robbinsdale, Minnesota. Oh, is that a suburb? I don't know. <laughs> okay. 
who defeated Crash Holly for the hardcore title on the 9th of May, 2000? Raven. Uh, oh, one of the Godfather's uh, sex traffic victims. Oh, dear. <laughs> one of those, apparently. I got four. You got three. I, got I three. win by one. Where's my NXT cards? Oh, we put them over there. I'll get it later. Well, here you get... Those are the ones I picked last week. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, I don't want to tell you. Pick one later. That's what I said. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I like that your voice just hit puberty. That was great. Well, it didn't crack. <laughs> That's what I said. Hilton, hit that music, man. Come on. What are you doing? Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends and like and share and get on CastBox and all that stuff. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. I'm hungry. I'm going to have lunch. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.